0: Hello, and welcome to the Anchor Sunday Sermons Podcast, a ministry of Rock Harbor Church. We want to help guide and grow you in your walk with the Lord by providing an in-depth study of God's Word with our Sunday sermons in this podcast. So please, grab your Bibles, and let's set a course for spiritual maturity. Here's Pastor Brandon with this week's message. We're
1: going to turn our attention now to Daniel chapter 7. And we're in the series in Daniel, and now we've moved to chapter seven. And this is the biggie. This is what I didn't want to preach on on Mother's Day because it is so dark. Okay, so I waited till after Mother's Day, and finally we're here. And we're going to study the little horn, the Antichrist. And I'm probably going to break this up in a couple pieces because there's a lot there that I have to unpack and and bring in a lot of other additional information. But basically, what we're going to look at in Daniel 7 is the rise of Antichrist. Revelation handles Antichrist as far as um, the midpoint, when he claims to be God, when he desecrates the temple and goes after the Jews. Daniel 7 talks about the rise of Antichrist. And so, as we know, we're in the last days. Uh, It's very possible the Antichrist could be alive today, somewhere in this world, possibly. Possibly. If we're that close, then yeah, he would be alive. And so um, we're going to talk about this figure. This figure, the Antichrist, is the second most talked about individual in the Bible. Jesus is number one. Second is the Antichrist. So there's a lot of information devoted to this individual. He's the culmination of sin. Uh, He is Satan's son. He is the seed of Satan. And, And so he's He he will be, and if he's alive today, the evilest person to ever walk this planet Um, as far as a human being, or at least we think he's human being. I'll talk about that later on. Um, He might not be fully human. Um, But anyway, um, to ever walk this planet. So we'll talk about that today. But what I want to do, too, though, is bring in how things are lining up for his entrance, for his appearing. And we'll talk about that as far as current events are concerned. Now, look at the warnings in Scripture, what it says about him. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Now, the the he who now restrains and until he is taken out. uh, In the Greek, you're dealing with a neuter, and then you're dealing with a personal pronoun he, masculine, and the he there it, because it's neuter refers to the body of Christ, who now restrains. Will do so until he, masculine, the Holy Spirit, is taken out of the way. So as you, what you see here is that the Holy Spirit's restraining efforts towards the Antichrist is through the Church. That's what the neuter first he. It shouldn't just be. It shouldn't be a, a capital he. It's a neuter. It should be it until it who now restrains will do so until he, the Holy Spirit, is taken out of the way. That is a common uh, understanding of the rapture. So right now, what's holding back the Antichrist is the Holy Spirit through the church keeping him at bay. Now, he could be alive, but it's keep- the Holy Spirit's keeping him from rising to power and getting that position of power. Um, but what I want to make note of is for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. It's already working through the culture. Now, what is lawlessness? Lawlessness means that it goes against everything God says, okay? It's the opposite of what God says. Again, it's Isaiah 5. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, right? It's the reversal of that. That's what lawlessness is. And so, you know, whatever whatever the topic is, it will do the opposite. So this is kind of like on on a, on a values moral level, If someone tells you they're a Babylonian, okay? Not that they're going to say Babylonian, but they're a leftist or a globalist or whatever you want to call them, I can pretty much, and you can pretty much almost guess on every issue where they will be. It would just simply be the opposite of the Bible, right? You can guess. Like Nancy Pelosi, take a guess where she stands on any issue, You already know where she's going to answer you, right? That's a clear example of lawlessness. They're the opposite of what God would say. So it's he says, Paul says, it's already at work. It's already working. And we've seen a lot of it. Here's 1 John 4, 3. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is already in the world. So the spirit of Antichrist is working along with the lawlessness. The spirit of Antichrist works in three areas, and I'll explain those three areas. The, major, the three major areas is government, economics, and religion. Those are the three main areas that the spirit of Antichrist works in. We'll talk about that, right? And then it says this in first John, Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. They have. And that's why some people get thrown off. Remember how people will say, well, Obama, Obama is the Antichrist, right? Or they'll say uh, Hitler was the Antichrist. Or they'll say Hillary Clinton is the Antichrist. And all these people they'll name out, right? Or Prince Charles is the Antichrist. Here's what, what they should be saying. They are little Antichrists. They're not the Antichrist's. They're a picture of what he will look like. There's little, there's degrees in them. Is that what? That's what uh, he's saying. And then also, false teachers are considered the spirit of Antichrist as well because they corrupt religion, they corrupt true Christianity, and I'll talk about that too. But <clears throat> this is what happens when people see similar things with an individual. Uh, like a Macron, there's a lot of people in the prophecy world that think Macron's the Antichrist. And again, you can't, you can't name that. You can't do that. But I get where they're coming from in the sense that he has Antichrist-esque traits, but he's not the Antichrist because you just don't know. And, and so it's just interesting to watch that pattern, but that's what kind of John is talking about. You're gonna see people that project forward or foreshadow this individual. Now, in scripture, there's plenty of guys that foreshadow the Antichrist. That are typologies. Nimrod is the first Antichrist type, right? He is a Nephilim and he creates the Tower of Babel. I mean, you can't get more typology than Nimrod with the Antichrist. Then you move through history. Pharaoh is another type of Antichrist. And all his actions against Israel pattern what the, the Antichrist will do to Israel. Then you move later on in biblical history. You get to evil Haman in Esther's day that wants to destroy all the Jews. That's Antichrist. And Esk, Antiochus, Epiphanes IV, when he desecrates the temple during the Maccabean revolt, is a type of Antichrist. He slaughters a pig in the, uh, the temple area. And then you move forward. And uh, all of these things are patterns, even in Scripture, of foreshadowing the one to come. So there's the Bible, again, is is trying to warn the world about this individual. <clears throat> so let's talk about the three areas before we get into the text, okay? Where will we see this lawlessness and spirit of Antichrist? Well, first of all, economics, okay? Now, you're all understanding what's going on in our country, right? That which is happening right now, is the spirit of Antichrist and lawlessness. Because if you read Revelation 17 and 18, you will see that economics is a major issue. So here's my thing. If a church is not talking economics, then they're not helping their people prepare for the lawlessness that is going on economically. Okay? You can't ignore economics from a biblical standpoint because the spirit of Antichrist is working through that. Now, what is it? The spirit of Antichrist will deny biblical economics. It will deny the free market system. The free market system is the closest thing we can get to what the Bible would hold to. It denies hard work. That's the spirit of Antichrist. It denies private ownership. What do they tell you? By 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. See, for instance, thou shall not steal. That's in the negative, which means it's a right that God gives. So, therefore, the positive of thou shalt not steal is you have the right to private property. And no one can take that away. But what are they telling you? You're not gonna own anything. So the, the economic system, the Antichrist will take over, and what is forming right now is called corporate and global fascism. That's where we're going. If people say, well, we're gonna be socialist first or Marxist first, that's just temporary. We, If we go socialism and Marx it's just temporary to get to global fascism. That is the economic system they want to employ, the globalists do. That will be what they do. That right there, fascism, Marxism, communism, all those things are of the devil economic systems. Look at what they're doing as far as the inflation. Are they doing anything to stop the inflation? You have too much money chasing too few goods. And that's a simple, a simple explanation of what's going on, and they're the cause of it. They're the ones causing it. Take for your gas. It just, it, 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 what, why can't they solve that? Why don't they start drilling? My wife uh, works with a lot of liberal teachers. She's like one of, uh, you know, a handful of Christian teachers that are even conservative anymore, and it's funny that one of the liberal teachers uh, was complaining about the gas prices. And I want to say, you know, I wish I was there because I would say you're the one who voted for this. <clears throat> but even the liberal teacher said, why doesn't Biden do something about it? Why doesn't he just drill here? Woo! Can you imagine a liberal saying that? I don't. But that's what happens when you, you do stupid economics and you do ec- uh, satanic economics, and it drives up the gas prices. Now, please understand, this is intentional. It's not an accident. It's not like a bunch of buffoons. They know exactly what they're doing. But that's the spirit of Antichrist. So, what you've seen economically in America is the spirit of lawlessness. U.S. domestic food production now collapsing due to fertilizer costs, scarcity, diesel price inflation, and food protectionism. This is planned. This is not an accident. Biden says Americans have to get ready for more blackouts as energy infrastructure nears breaking point. This is not because they're stupid. It's because they've stopped fossil fuels and they want us all on electricity to control us. This is about control. This is not about freedom. This is not about them not controlling it. We were independently uh, uh, energy independent years ago. All of that sudden that stops. Yeah, uh, intentionally, yes. J.P. Morgan and Chase, CEO, CEO, uh, Jamie Dimon, said Wednesday that an economic hurricane is coming our way and warned investors, you better brace yourself. Okay, if J.P. Morgan and Chase is coming out publicly saying, we're going to have a hurricane in our economy, I believe that because I've already seen all the other markers. But are they going to stop it? No, because they want this. Gas prices have doubled since Joe Biden assumed office. Intentional. BlackRock, BlackRock's the, one of the major investors in the world. Okay, BlackRock controls everything. Okay, BlackRock, State Street, and I can't remember the other one. Uh, there's a, another big one, but BlackRock's the big one. Okay, CEO Larry Fink warns inflation will likely last a number of years. It's not going down because they keep doing the wrong things. By the way, I think the inflation will last all the way into the tribulation, according to Revelation chapter 6, a quart of wheat for a day's wages, three quarts barley for a day's wages, and do do not harm the oil and the wine. That's inflation, to where it would actually take an individual in the tribulation a full day's work to get one meal. One meal for a full day's work. Imagine how much you make a day in your job, and that's what it would cost to buy food. That's where it's going. So Larry think he doesn't even realize this, but prophecy says, yeah, that's where it's heading. They won't stop it, by the way. They're gonna make all of us poor. Jim Jordan on inflation, he goes, part of me says this is intentional. Yeah, it is. It is intentional. You can't be this stupid. He's right. Fact check, Joe Biden claims a record number of Americans feel financially comfortable. You just keep lying to yourself, Joe. That's all right. I don't feel financially comfortable, do you? Unbelievable. This guy, man, wow. Let's move to the second area. Again, I I wanna give you this so you know how to, to relate to current events about the spirit of lawlessness. Government a second major area where you'll see lawlessness and the spirit of Antichrist. And basically, you can see this in Revelation 17 and 18, but it will be a denial of the proper use of government according to the Bible. If you read uh, Romans 13, the government is supposed to punish evil and reward the good. And that's why they carry the sword. Now think about this. Punish evil and reward the good. Good according to who? According to God. Evil according to who? God. So let me ask you this. Do you see the government, the power elites, ever being punished for what they do? You think Hillary Clinton's ever gonna go to jail? No. When you see them go and storm the Supreme Court homes, which is a violation of law, and no one gets arrested, you're seeing lawlessness. You're seeing a two tiered system of justice in the United States right now. That is Antichrist spirit. Okay? Look at this. We know the Great Reset is happening. God wants individual nations, and I've talked to you ad infinitum about this, but what are they doing governmentally? They are handing over our sovereignty to the globalists, to the UN, to the Great Reset. That's what this is about. This is what Build Back Better is about, okay? I, I, I don't want to belabor that, but this is what our government's doing. This is where it's going. That's the spirit of Antichrist. Uh, this week, Build meet in D.C. to plan your future, They are thinking, not just the Bilderbergers, but the World Economic Forum, the Davos group, the Davos men, um, all these politicians, all of them are planning our future. They think they're gods, little gods, running around, and that they know better, and they will design our future. This is how crazy they are. White House says COVID vaccination for kids younger than five could start in a few weeks. That's the spirit of Antichrist. We already know the problems with the uh, experimental jabs. We already know the problems. They want to deny it. But so now we're going to start doing inoculations for kids under five. Why? There's like zero chance they get it. There's zero ch- hardly zero chance a, a kid gets it. Why are we doing this? They keep pushing it because I believe they have an agenda with it. Uh, they won't stop. They just won't stop. And that's your government. Why does the government want to keep pushing this? You know the answer. Multiple sex offenders, fugitives, gang members arrested after crossing Southwest borders. Didn't we say we need the borders locked up, not because we're against immigration, we're against illegal immigration, because this happens. Between October of 2021 and April 30th, okay, Border Patrol agents arrested nearly 6,000 criminal aliens who illegally re-entered the United States. Re-entered. They also arrested nearly 400 migrants with gang affiliations. MS-13. And then the other one, 18th Avenue or something, gang, whatever that is. We're just letting MS-13 and other gangs from El Salvador come in here and they kill people. According to reports obtained by the U.S. Customs uh, Border protection. The article I read, they had child molesters we were letting in. Child molesters we're letting in unvetted. This is exactly what we talked about why we needed borders. Because we can't control who's coming in here. No one here in America wants criminals coming here. We don't want MS-13. We don't want child rapists. We don't want people who are sexually assaulted. They caught so many rapists, uh, sexually ass- uh, uh, assault individuals. They were assaulting 14-year-old little girls, and we're just letting them in, letting them in, letting them in, letting them in. It's unbelievable, but that's our government. What is the- that is Antichrist. That's Antichrist. Hillary Clinton, this is what our government wants. No one actually needs an AR-15, according to Hillary. Supreme Court justice designates... Uh, Jackson claps after the New Zealand prime minister. That, that New Zealand prime minister is out of her gourd. Okay, she's, they locked down New Zealand. They, you know, they're, they're nuts in New Zealand. Mentions her nation's assault weapon and she's clapping for it because they, they removed all the guns from the New Zealands. Australia did the same thing. They're already starting to buy back guns here in America. Did you know that? It's already started. Turn in your guns, we'll give you some money. Are you going to give up your guns? No. What did did, did Clint Eastwood say? No, it wasn't Clint Eastwood. It was uh. Come on, help me out. Charlton Heston. Remember what he said? They'll have to take my gun from my cold, dead hand or something like that. But you know what they're after, right? The spirit of Antichrist cannot have people armed if they're going to have a global control. Democratic operative pleads guilty to illegal ballot harvesting in 2020 Arizona primary election. Yeah, we know. We already know. But it's now coming out. Does that change anything? No, they don't care. They don't have any, they don't care because they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. Nothing's been changed since the last election, by the way, because the government wants what they want and they're going to get what they want. Religion. Now, you're ready to have your, 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 yourself blown away. Okay, this is all preliminary stuff before I get into Daniel. The third area, the third leg of the stool where you'll see lawlessness and the, and the Antichrist spirit is in religion, and primarily Christianity and Judaism, okay? That's who it's attacking. It doesn't... Antichrist spirit doesn't care about Hinduism. It doesn't care about Mormonism. It doesn't care about Jehovah Witnesses or the Roman Catholics, it doesn't care about that. Because that's on their, his side, a kingdom is not divided against itself. It, Satan, the Antichrist spirit, the spirit of lawlessness, only attacks that which is true, okay? So it's gonna attack proper theology. It's gonna attack biblical ethics, biblical values, biblical morals, biblical behavior. That's who it's going after. Look what's happening. We call it wokeism, but that's the spirit of Antichrist. Wokeism is the spirit of Antichrist. Lesbianism, homosexuality, spirit of Antichrist. Transgender, transvestite, spirit of Antichrist. That's what that is. It's that evil. It's nothing to be celebrated. This June, everybody in the world is celebrating that which is evil. Unbelievable how a society could embrace outright evil. More and more information is coming about, coming out about this shooting. It should concern you as a citizen. But this goes down to morals, values, ethics. Texas Department of Public Safety Director Stephen McCraw declared that as many as 19 police officers had gathered outside the classroom with the gunmen, but did not engage the shooter until approximately 75 minutes after the lethal attack began. Do you understand that? He started shooting kids, and 19 police officers stood by for 75 minutes. Handcuffed a, uh, uh, one of the moms who was getting ready to go in there. An off duty border agent has to do their job. Something went wrong here. From the benefit of hindsight, where I'm sitting now, of course, it was not the right decision. It was the wrong decision, period. I agree. I am pro-law enforcement, but here's what's going on. Law enforcement is so scared now because they don't want the George Floyd thing happening to them and having their lives destroyed that they're getting less proactive. They're becoming more reactive, and that is a natural response when you know if you do something, you're gonna go on the front page of the newspaper or the, or the media and be excoriated for what you did. So, I've talked to other law enforcement, and they tell me, we're just backing off. We're not gonna be as proactive anymore, because it doesn't pay to get proactive. And so, why were they not? Maybe because of that, I don't know. But this is very strange, that 19 policemen stood by for 75 minutes and didn't do anything. That's a lack of heroism where a mom has more heroic value in her and they have to stop her by handcuffing her. Something's not right, guys. I will also say this, I am pro-law enforcement, but a lot of the good law enforcement are getting out of law enforcement. Just like a lot of the good military is getting out of the military. Good people are getting out saying, I can't be part of the system anymore. So then ask yourself, you have good law enforcement and they leave, what are you left with? People without morals. It's the same thing in the teaching industry, right? All the good people are leaving the teaching industry saying, I can't be a part of this, but who's left? A bunch of leftist teachers, yeah, that's what's left. See, what happens is they have forced good people out of law enforcement. Well, these good people had morals. They had values. They had heroism. They would jump in the middle of something to save someone's life. But when you get people that have no values, don't believe in God, what do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna watch out for themselves. They're not gonna get involved. Spirit of Antichrist. It's entered the sports. Trans cyclists finished first and second. Two of them. They kiss on the podium. Two guys kissing on the podium, running in a bike uh, uh, race, beating women, two guys pretending to be girls. Third place mom is holding her baby. I couldn't show the picture because it was so gross watching these two guys make out on the podium, pretending to be girls. And all sports is ruined now. All these guys are going into female sports and ruining it. So cycling's ruined. I can't wait till they ruin golf. They're gonna ruin every sport in the world. What we, then you're going to have the, uh, the women's NBA where guys from the NBA that can't make it will go over there and dominate and dunk on girls. It's ridiculous. Spirit of Antichrist. And the spirit of Antichrist works in ideologies. These people, so concerned about the, 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 the stupid, uh, fake hoax of global warming, look at these, these people with their ideologues. It's a religion. We have 1,028 1, days left. She, she, she strapped herself to the tennis court in the French Open. This, that girl right there, her mind is messed up. She has a spirit of Antichrist in her head. It's a lie. She believes the lie. Study exposes great weakness in the church. 62% of pastors lack a biblical worldview. I would probably say it's higher. You got people in the pulpit that, that, that couldn't tell you the difference between Job and Job. That's how bad it is. Serious man. More, more, antichrist. This is satanic. Shocking videos from drag, uh, drag the kids to pride event at Texas gay bar shows children handing money to drag queen dancers. Yeah, it got really bad. And there's parents there. Look at the little kids in there. The parents are there. Yeah, it's th- it's that wicked and evil. Ministry candidate preaches in drag to speak in a new way. I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. I I honestly don't believe what I'm seeing. But this is happening. What is it? It's the spirit of antichrist. It's the spirit of lawlessness. This is how bad the church would get. I didn't take, I guess I didn't understand when Paul was telling Timothy how bad it really would get. I really didn't understand it until today. Didn't understand it. This is how bad. Will it get worse? Yeah, it will get worse. What could they do? I can tell you the next move. The next move will be to marry the church with the state. That's the next move. That's where it's going. So you're gonna have state churches in the United States. That's where it's going. They're gonna be hooked, tied in with the government, pushing the government values. That's coming. So if you think it get worse, it's going to get worse. Now, with that being said, now this becomes extremely relevant when you read Daniel 7 because you see it already at work. Verse seven, we'll start there. Um, we did this last week, but this gives the, the context. After this, I saw in the night visions, behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had 10 horns. Okay, we did this last week so I'm not gonna go over it, but I just want to set the stage. This is the beast empire. This will be the empire that Antichrist eventually controls, okay? So Daniel is saying this empire will come first, then he will arise out of the empire to control it. So Antichrist doesn't come first, the empire comes first. And that's what we're watching now. The global government is building. And out of that global government, the Antichrist will rise, is the idea, okay? Now we get into the Antichrist, called the little horn, verse eight. I was considering the horns. Now remember, the beast had 10 horns, okay? The 10 horns represent 10 contemporary kings that will rule from the global government, okay? So out of these 10 uh, horns, or 10 toes, for Daniel chapter two, a little one, coming up among them, whom three of the first horns were plucked out by its roots. You notice the three horns are plucked out. So out of 10, as he rises, he takes out three horns, three areas of power. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. Now, the idea here that the horn has eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth is that He appears to be human, is the idea. But notice out of his words, pompous mouths come out. Those pompous words are against God, against Christ, against true believers, against Israel. That's what those words are, okay? So, out of the 10 horns, he comes out. And when he comes out, he ends up taking three of the kings out, okay? So just hold on to that thought because I'm going to explain it in just a bit. Then Daniel reverses in the vision that he sees and all of a sudden he sees another vision. I watched till thrones were put in place and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was as white as snow and his hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from uh, before him. And thousands and thousands ministered to him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. The Ancient of Days here is pictured as God the Father. Later on in this chapter, we'll get to it uh, probably next week, the, the Son of Man, Messiah, will approach the Ancient of Days and be given a kingdom. But what is Daniel trying to say? So he stops his discussion about the Antichrist, and then he breaks to something that's hopeful, is the idea. Because the issue of Antichrist is so evil and so distressing, he's bringing something positive in this sense that, look, he's going to be judged. And the Ancient of Days is going to judge this individual. That's what the idea of the books were opened. The books are the ones that judge him. And so the idea is, yes, God is predicting this man to come, but take heart, God has already judged him. He will be judged, and he he and the false prophet, because they're already judged, get immediately thrown into the lake of fire. They do not go to the great white throne judgment. They are judged already and thrown in there. There is no judgment for them. So that's where he's bringing some solace to us, some comfort that this guy's already judged, okay? Back, now he goes, switches back to the Antichrist. I watched then because the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. And the, whole, the, the thing is, this guy, one of the key identifiers of him, he will, st- he will not stop blaspheming God. He will not stop blaspheming saints, is what it says. He just keeps his mouth open, and that's a telltale sign about him, Okay? I watched till the beast was slain, and its body destroyed, and given to the burning flame. Now, now it projects out, and it's jumping all the way to the second coming. And what is it saying again? In more comfort that this beast, this antichrist, his name is antichrist. We call him you know, son of son of perdition, or whatever. His name is synonymous with the beast empire. That's why in Revelation, John will switch back from the beast empire to the beast himself. It just, the name is interchangeable. You just gotta know the context. So he's called the beast. So in this sense, it's referring to the Antichrist, the head of the beast system. Now he was slain. Now we already know, in, according to Revelation uh, 13, that the Antichrist receives a mortal wound and dies during the the Second World War in the middle of the Tribulation. And he has a counterfeit resurrection and at that point proclaims himself to be God. This is not what that passage is referring to. It is referring to Jesus slaying this guy when he comes back at the Second Coming. Now when Jesus comes back at the Second Coming, he rescues Israel, rescues Petra, and the Antichrist armies are around Petra. And what Jesus does is melts the armies of Antichrist, he melts Antichrist, melts the fall, all of them, the false prophet, are melted literally according to Zechariah chapter 14. And what it says is, according to, I think it's Isaiah 14, the Antichrist's body will be trampled by the horses. As they're running from Jesus, the Antichrist's body is there and is trampled If you continue to read Isaiah 14, the Antichrist's spirit good descends into Sheol, and they say, he is just like one of us, if you read Isaiah 14. And then, after it's all said and done, and and during the 75-day interval, according to Daniel chapter 12, the Antichrist and the false prophet are resurrected and immediately thrown into the lake of fire. Now... All, even the unregenerate will be resurrected, but they're not given glorified bodies. They're given a body that will, will be punished for all eternity in the lake of fire. So it's not just their soul goes into the lake of fire. Their body and soul goes into the lake of fire. So the Antichrist will be resurrected by the Messiah in a body where the worm never dies, and him and the false prophet are cast into the burning flame. And there, that's the, the concept that Daniel's predicting. So John opens the door more to more information about this later on in the book of Revelation. Anyway, that's what Daniel's saying here. As far as the rest of the beasts, they had dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for as a season and a time. Now, remember, we studied the four different beasts, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and then, then Rome, and Rome is gonna be here and still with us all the way to the second coming, Okay. What it is saying is that the three other beasts, Persia, the Babylonians, and, and Greece, their lives will be prolonged even after their era is gone. What do you mean? Well, John, in chapter 13 of Revelation, unpacks this, and he says, the beast empire, when he describes this animal, it has parts of Babylon in the beast, it has parts of Medo-Persia, and it has parts of Greece And that's why this beast is undescribable because it's a conglomerate of previous empires, including the Roman Empire. So today, as an example, when you see Build Back Better, when you see the Great uh, Reset, when you see the global government, look for Babylon in it. Look for Medo-Persia in it. Look for Greece in it, and specifically look for Rome in it. All four... Parts of it will be inside this one world government that's issuing. Now, if you want to know the insight into what the characteristics are of the one world government, then just study history. Study what the Babylonian Empire did or Medo-Persia or Grecian, and it will tell you what they will practice in the future towards humanity. All of it is there, and that's where the idea the lies were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came down to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. So now we see the Son of Man. The Son of Man, this is the Messiah, and he's gonna receive authority, okay? And this authority will allow him to have a kingdom forever, basically, that will never end. And so do you see how Daniel's going from Antichrist to the to the Messiah Antichrist to the Messiah why is he doing that so that you don't get that distraught he's trying to say it's going to get bad but look where it's going the the Messiah is going to rule he just keeps going back so you don't lose hope now the idea remember this is interesting this passage was quoted to the religious leaders when Jesus was arrested remember that and they 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 they, they tried to make him say under oath, who are you? Remember that? And then he said, "Are they said, are you the Messiah? He says, yes, and you will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds, which is a direct reference, Daniel chapter seven. They all knew what Daniel chapter seven meant. Who was the Son of Man that approached the Ancient of Days? And he's claiming to be the Son of Man, the Messiah. And they knew exactly, and so they ripped their, their garments. But they knew. But that's what he was, or he is. And so they knew exactly what he was saying. Anyway, then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, and that all the people's nations and languages should, uh, should serve him. That will happen in the messianic kingdom and for all eternity. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, an eternal one, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Now, the idea here is this. Once Jesus comes back, this is what the whole program is about. This is what the tribulation is about. It is to get Jesus on the throne. That's what it's about, where God is putting all the enemies of Jesus under his footstool, okay? And then for Jesus to rule and reign, not only just for a 1,000 years, but that 1,000 years will then turn into eternity. This will be an eternal kingdom and shall not pass away or be destroyed. And again, This is the hope. This is the hope. What what Daniel's trying to say is, yes, you need to learn about the Antichrist, but you need to see past the Antichrist to what the future is. God is going to allow this Antichrist because it serves the purpose of getting Jesus on the throne. God uses sometimes evil for good, even though evil doesn't realize it. Evil will consume itself. And as you see in the book of Revelation, what we, what the pattern is one evil is used by another evil and an, another evil and another, and it, they just consume themselves to where there's nothing left. What do you mean? Well, it's, it's, it's like this. The one world government is not enough. It will be consumed by ten kings. And the ten kings will not be enough. It's evil, but it's not enough because the Antichrist will come out of the ten kings and take over the whole realm. So that's consumed. That's consumed. Now Antichrist is ruling. Okay. At the same time, religiously, Babylon is being used to be the glue that unites the entire planet. It's being used now. The horror is being used. But as you, if, as you get to the midpoint of the tribulation, the 10 kings destroy the whore. They consume her. And they want to rule without any interference religiously. But then as Antichrist comes up, he doesn't allow them to have that. He demands worship. So not only does he get rid of the whore and they get rid, of, he gets rid of the king's religion, he becomes the sole worship thing on planet Earth. And it consumes, it consumes, it consumes. Evil consumes itself. And then Satan is using the Antichrist, but the Antichrist gets consumed as well by the Messiah. So the pattern in Scripture is evil consumes itself. Have you ever noticed... Let's let's do a real-world example of this. Have you ever noticed that anything evil people touch, they destroy? They don't build anything up. So when an evil person gets into education they break down the education. When you have evil people getting into politics, they break it down. Just look at LA and San Francisco. The politicians have literally turned those cities into a dystopia because evil consumes itself. It can't build anything up. It just knows to tear down. That's the pattern. So in society, when you have all these people, no wonder society's breaking down because evil people break things down versus when Jesus builds his kingdom and it's built on righteousness and holiness, it lasts forever. That's the contrast between evil and good. It lasts forever when it's good. Okay, I Daniel was grieved in my spirit within my body and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near to the one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. And that's what we're gonna get into next week. Here's the point. Notice what Daniel see, says, or his reaction to it. I was grieved in my spirit within my body. I feel the same way. You have the privilege of seeing what Daniel predicted. You're watching it right in front of you. And, and there's a twofold response in myself right now. I'm grieved just like this because I, 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 I hate to watch our society become like this. It is so evil. And there's a certain amount of anger inside of me, uh, a righteous indignation, and I'm ticked off, man. I, 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 when, the, when you see kids getting shot up, when you see kids being brought into a drag queen uh, thing and you have the, the, the churches having drag queens preaching the word, which they're not preaching the word, they're just apostates, There is a righteous anger inside of me. There's a mourning inside of me. And here's my thing is, you're gonna have to learn how to deal with that because it's hard to watch. And unfortunately, here's my thing. We could be raptured, no doubt about it, but if he allows me to see more and allows you to see more, you're gonna be vexed in your spirit just like Lot. So the the uh, the, uh, the question is, what do you just do with that? What are you going to do with that anger? It's a righteous anger. What are you going to do with that grief? You're losing something. Do you understand? I'm losing something. I am losing the society in which I was raised, and I'm watching the sodomites take it over. I'm losing it. So how do I deal with this? Because we're all dealing with, I'm losing my money. to gas, to inflation. Inflation is nothing but another tax. You realize that. We're losing our lives. How do I deal with that? Because I'm, hey, I had plans for my life. I was going to do this, X, Y, and Z, and that's shot. That's shot now. What do I do? Well, there's only one answer. Jesus said it. The best, obviously. He who would gain his life, will lose it. If you want to really make it through this period of time that we're seeing, it's very difficult, you've got to be willing to give up your agenda.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Anchor Sunday Sermons. We hope that this message is a blessing to you and helps you grow towards a more mature understanding of God's Word. Rock Harbor Church has two other podcasts. The first is called The Anchor Bible Study. It's filled with past and continuing Bible studies preached during our Wednesday evening services. And the second is The Anchor Discipleship. It's a catalog of all Pastor Brandon's discipleship lessons spanning the last 10 years and onward. If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear them, please check the description of this episode or search your favorite podcast streaming services. Rock Harbor Church also has a print-to-order merchandise store. You can shop for Rock Harbor merch at rockharborchurch.store. Support for all three of our podcasts comes from your generous gifts and donations. For more information about our ministry, we invite you to check out our website rockharborchurch.net. Until next time, remember, keep looking up for redemption draws near.